0: down to dunk.
2: And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shea Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muskell, and I'm down to dunk. This is J-Will,
3: and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. You say, this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort.
0: (laughs) This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. (laughs)
3: Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. You know what, guys? After last night's game, you know how I'm feeling? What, Andrew? What? You know how I'm feeling today? I got to say, I'm just fired up to be here today. It's pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. (laughs) Slam through, and Taylor.
2: Tishon in the boys in the morning.
3: That, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Jay? It's Jay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Man, what a morning. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Good morning, boys. I still feel like I'm trying to process what... A ridiculous win that was
4: not me man i'm ready to say some absurd <laughs> things.
2: let's do it <laughs> i am jay i want you to get obscene about this <laughs> let's go easily, graphic even. easily yeah. their best
3: win <laughs> easily their best win i maybe in the franchise's history maybe in franchise yes i'm just saying it felt i just thought back to remember that game in philly it was like the rust pg year yeah yeah and they just had to like battle to win in Philly and this team
4: was that the guy that when Russ got flipped off by the
3: no no no, that was that was, that was, was the Old Depot year
2: that was the first game of the season first game of the season at your house Jay well, Outside. come on over man come on over yeah. come,
4: come on, on over, over baby it so was,
3: I, it was crazy though. it
4: was nuts, and to follow up the Tuesday game, yeah, where they got just blitzed by the heats. Ugly brand of basketball.
3: I mean, Blitz, they lost by one. I'm saying
4: in the sense of not Blitz, but the way they played defense on Shea was just... Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Like they were very good. Listen, I hate watching the Heat. I like Jimmy Butler. But Spolstra just knows how to make things difficult for other teams. Now, I have no doubt that if they played a five-game series or a seven-game series, like they could adjust to play that better. But, man, it was not even just the... The game was just so boring until the last five minutes, and I thought, man, the Thunder got this packed away, right? Like,
3: oh yeah, yeah, they were up five with like less than two minutes left. You're like, yeah, this, this, what a great win on national television. This feels really good.
4: And the whole time, you got Grant Hill and Stan Van Gundy just talking about how great this team plays, yeah, and how beautiful the basketball is, yeah. and nobody knows how to pronounce Mark degnault's name and. I think it's but
3: Degnog was said. That was a, that was oh, Degnog. A eggnog once. Yeah, I love eggnog. They,
4: but the thing is with that game, it, I was eggnog. so hyped because. But That's it was what my like call it was Mark the eggnog. it was the B team of TNT. Like yeah, that that the was before disappointing. game was Jamal Crawford and uh, Jamal Crawford was kind of awesome. He though. is he's great at it. But it's like I'm thinking, can
2: we get Gilchrist, Right, we get like Chuck,
3: and, Chuck, and Ernie and Kitty we did, Smith. We did get Shack, but Shaq is like. Tries and, to be an analyst and with those guys. Shaq's ha- hairline was
4: on the top of his head; it was amazing <laughs> in that sense. But the quality was just—it was like I almost, I almost would have rather just
3: watched that game on Valley and just say, "Could we just defer this to a Thursday yeah, game?" Could yeah. we? Could it could have been this game? Mm-hmm. Yes,
4: that would have been amazing. But instead, this is what we dealt with. But th- to follow that game up, which you know, even Shea mentioned it after the game is. Last night as they felt that game and wanted to really come in and, and show something. So. Yeah.
2: On the Heat game, though, real quick. The league should find Jimmy Butler and refs. If there's a national TV game like that and a player goes to the line 20 times, yeah, you should be fined.
3: 23 times.
2: 23 times. Find for playing that way and the refs fined for calling the game that way. Yeah, I don't know a if cool. it was... Terrible product.
3: I can't
4: remember who it was on twitter it may have been worldwide wob but he had mentioned like because at the same time time that that game's happening you've got the jazz Cavs or donovan Mm -hmm. mitchell's going back to utah yeah yeah which was ultimately been a really good game from you know what i saw and yeah yeah
3: yeah, utah pulled it out
4: you look at that and this is not the game you want this is not the game that you want to be on the national broadcasts where the refs basically control the entire game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a point, I think it was the second quarter, where it was the longest, maybe it was even the first quarter. One of them, I think the Heat got in the bonus really early, and it just drugged oh, on it was so forever. Yeah, But that's enough about the Heat game. Y'all already talked a little bit about it on Wednesday yep. last night. Here's what I'm ready to say. Mm-hmm. This is insane, and mm-hmm. I, I I just I own this. Say it. Own Knowing it. the reality that there is a chance mm-hmm. that tonight they go into Chicago and they look completely broken.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: No, maybe not,
2: but maybe. maybe there's a chance.
3: I mean,
4: this team is just true to who I think they are this year. They are five and five in the last ten. They just crossed into a positive uh, point differential. Yeah. 15th according to NBA.com. They're 15th in net rating. They're 19th offensively. They're 11th defensively. Like, they're kind of who we think they are. But here's what I saw yesterday in that game against Philly. Um, just to kind of process the game. I know anybody that's probably listening to this, if you haven't watched it, you got to find a way to watch as much, not just the highlights, just try to find a condensed version of the game. The Sixers, multiple times, took huge swings at the Thunder. Yeah. Connected. And it looked like they thought that they were just going to push the Thunder over and then they would just win the game.
3: 13-0 run to start the third quarter.
4: Even at the beginning. So first quarter it happened. They even tried to do something there in the fourth quarter. And every single time, the Thunder responded. Yeah. Here's what I'm ready to say. We don't know what the finished product is going to be Say for, it for this Thunder team.
3: Say it. We've been waiting for you
2: to say it.
4: I think that's the buildup, man. This (laughs) is the drum.
2: You're such a preacher. But here's the
4: (laughs) the deal. You ready for the point? Let me deliver the the punch. Let me do it. So I think this team has a potential that is better than the former Thunder teams. I do not think. Than the Durant teams? So that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's absurd. They don't have the top-end talent of Kevin Durant. I don't think, unless Chet comes in and he is that level of guy. There's yeah. nobody on this team. But I think they have put together mm-hmm. and will continue to put together a collection mm. of high-end quality basketball players. Wow. To the yeah. point that they will not have the ultimate ceiling of greatness that the Thunder had in those, those you know 2010s runs. But I think watching last night is that we have minimally a decade of beautiful and successful basketball ahead of us. Yeah. You just watched all of these pieces. So it's like, man, Isaiah Joe didn't shoot well from three last night. And we don't know. We've talked numerous times every podcast. We don't know if Joe's long for this team. But yeah. you even watch him play and you're like, they just play so well together. Mm-hmm. That everybody contributed last night. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only minus in what I watched, and I'm not trying to, you know, heap even more on this guy, basically looked completely out of rhythm with the yeah. rest of the team. They yeah. move the ball beautifully. Yeah. They have a superstar, first time all star probably this year, more than likely Shea Gilder's hundred
3: percent. Don't even don't yeah. even hold back on that. Yeah. He's going to be an all star. They've got an all star going to have all NBA. Yeah.
4: They've mm-hmm. got, but they just play a brand of basketball that I actually think gives them the likelihood that they will actually have a longer, higher level of success than even some of those Durant teams. Yeah. Just because, and part of that is I also, to that. be fair, is those Durant teams, they were just plagued by injuries one year, and obviously the, when Katie left, and but they just yeah. have, will have a depth of roster where you're not gonna have the Karan Butlers and the Derek Fishers playing minutes. Yeah
3: they have so they have so many picks ahead of them. Like their true like blue chip picks are still ahead of them and they have this. And like they're winning without having a true big man. I mean they're playing a second round pick against Joel Embiid as their and he big was,
4: and Jay Will was awesome last night.
3: Huge credit to Jay Will. Credit to his smile credit to him.
4: But what I watched last night the way they defend as a team, yeah, is unbelievable. This
3: this roster has no business being a top half of the league defense. No and business.
4: I was watching them last night. There was a play where Embiid had four guys because they play kind of a, a, in different spots. That play like a, I mean, a zone as much as the NBA can play a zone,
3: zone and help. And, they are
4: everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere and everybody that
3: plays contributes on that end. Without you have to, you don't get to play without doing. You have it. to, and it's it's it, it really is something. But, but
4: you watch, I just am. I'm, it's a beautiful brand of basketball. Agreed. Which that's where it really differentiates from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As I mentioned with Katie, there's nobody on this team. I'll say it. There's nobody on this team that will hit the level of Katie.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's there is probably nobody. There might not be anybody in the league. I mean, Luka maybe could hit it. But, like, Kevin Durant, like, I don't know that people... He is a once-in-a-generation yes generation player.
4: Yeah, but the way that Sam is building this roster and the way that this team is buying in at this point <laughs> is I can just projecting their trajectory over the next decade. And I'm like, Thunder fans, if you are not paying attention, the... The early returns on this rebuild and investment should make you elated Mm -hmm. for the next 10 years of basketball in the city.
2: Yeah. I know Twitter and national media will make you think that the Thunder's been eating a poop sandwich for five years. (laughs) But it really has turned. That's turned. It really has only been like two years.
3: It's only been two years of just horrific basketball. During stretches, there were even good times. Yeah. Last season.
2: Hey, there's good times here and there.
3: Here and there. Great times. But yeah, it's it's gone really fast. I think people will be shocked at how good the Thunder are next year. Yeah. I think you can, I mean, you might be able to bank like 45, 48 wins next year. I, I with, think it's going
2: to be so much like when Embiid finally played for the Sixers, when Blake Griffin finally played for the Clippers.
3: Yeah, and just adding
2: those two players, boom.
3: Yeah, and adding—I mean—you have Shea, and I have no doubt Shea will get better next year too, just because he always defies expectations. Like, I what mean, would that be? Just year. a better—I think, shoot, think shooting more threes, yeah, better than 48,
2: 48, 10, and twelve. Yeah, he's—he's <laughs> he's unreal. He's—he's yeah. he's like, so good, unbelievable how good he is.
3: Thirty-seven, eight, and six last night. Yeah, two blocks, both were on him beat, I believe. I mean, he's
2: in that been, steal on Embiid in the fourth quarter, dude.
3: He's been so good,
2: and then and he's
4: playing really well defensively too. That's what yeah, I'm saying. He's There's not, contributing, and that's yes. part
2: of. I get it. I'm probably skewing the way I. I view get those your point, though. I feel like so. what you're saying is uh, there is some amount of reasonableness to it. I think if you look at the roster
4: building, it's it's going to feel more Warriors-esque or Spurs-esque than the past mm-hmm. Thunder teams. In the sense that you're going to have everybody buying in at every single level of the game,
3: yeah,
2: and more complete role players surrounding your stars than the th- than those Thunder teams. and, and what's sure.
3: wild is that I think that we'd feel this way if this were the if like this was just the team, like if this was just the team, I think we'd still feel like, oh my gosh, look where they're going, but like they get to add the number two pick. To this team next year in Chet.
2: It's yes, it does still feel obvious this year like they need another one. You know what I'm saying? They need another guy.
3: Yeah, I just like see if like you can remove it from your brain, like watching last night's game Hmm. that they that Chet just doesn't even exist. I think you'd still feel really like if if Jalen Williams, J Dub, was the only was is what they got from the draft.
2: Yeah.
3: He's been the third best rookie. I think you would still feel like, oh, my gosh, what a great pick. What a great job they did. But you also get to add Chet. And you, I mean, and Jang, too. Like, we don't know what Jang is going to be. He may not contribute next year. But he's still this 6'11", like, ball-handling passer. He shot, was starting to shoot the ball really well until he broke his wrist. You're like, oh, my gosh, what can this guy be? There's just a, a lot to See. be excited about. Poku coming back. Hey, Poku's coming back. There's a lot to be excited about with this team. And they'll pick somebody in the top half of the draft in this next year. And then they have four first-rounders in the next draft. They have four that could be anywhere from, like, six to one. 25. Uh, one to 25. one <laughs> I mean, I, I guess their own pick could be one. It could happen. It could happen. When the Bulls got Derrick Rose, you just don't know. This this year could be number one. Could be. Can you imagine? Oh my god! I'd I can't even go there. My, can't even go there. But
2: I'd lose myself, lose my family, lose my job. <laughs> I'd go insane.
3: <laughs> there's just so much to add to this team moving forward. Like there's just so many assets left. That even if like even if this were the team, I think you'd feel good about it. but like this isn't the team. They're going to add a unicorn center to this roster next year. They're going to add another lottery pick likely to this team next year. They're going to add, I mean they can start using their picks in the draft. maybe they add two lottery picks, and then they cut somebody. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, and we didn't think they'd come away with three lottery picks last year. Yeah, like they have the ability to do the, something like that again in this draft if they really like two guys, and they really liked Jang and they really liked J Dub. They're like, we'll just take them both. Mm-hmm. The Knicks wanted to move the pick. Great, we'll take both of the guys that we really like. They could do that again. This, I. It's coming together faster than I thought it would. And the way it's obviously like Sam and his people have done a crazy job. But the job that Mark and his staff have done too is like, oh, wow. You look at all the other young teams in the league, and they're a mess. All of them. They're all a mess. Specifically Houston. F. Houston, Houston, Detroit, an absolute mess. Mm Mm-hmm. And Detroit's a year ahead of us in their rebuild, and they're an absolute disaster.
2: I have a question about the team behind Degnall. So the analytics team that's been, that Mark has been talking about mm-hmm. seems a little bit more than he did, unless I was just missing it. Is this, uh, is this like <laughs> the, the same group of analytics guys that have been on the team for a long time? The guy time, that or is he, the guy that he
3: mentioned the other day is really young, so I don't okay. I mean no.
2: So it's kind of a newer thing.
3: I mean, they've turned over most of their staff. Really? I mean, there's not like a lot of like holdovers from yeah. past eras. But I assumed, I, I didn't know like, so an
2: analytical team behind an <laughs> NBA team, I don't know if that's more aligned with management or coaching staff.
3: I know? don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not privy to that information. I think that. Uh,
2: well, you can ask about it. Okay. I'll ask about it. <laughs> Thank you.
4: (laughs) I just, I I was watching that. Like, I was watching J Dub play, especially in the first quarter. I mean, he is by himself. If you had him in Washington, yeah. If you had him in insert team, the hype around him, which is already
3: there, San Antonio. Santonio. San Antonio. San Antonio like, could have had him. Like, how how much better about their rebuild would you feel already if he was like leading them? Because if he's playing point guard, which he would, they just let him just take the reins of the mm-hmm, team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could be averaging like eighteen five and five for them. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: And I he just especially last night. I don't know what he ended up shooting from the three point line, but he shot a few of them with incredible confidence early on. Yeah, so two of three not normal for him I get it this is an abnormal game and I know that's why I'm probably jumping to some ridiculous conclusions but I just am thrilled with the way they play and that's all coach Degnault that's all their team that's but it's also the construction of the rosters they have a high value for personalities that work together and that was one of the things like I'm not trying to harp on anything but You had some big personalities. Like, Russ was a challenge as much as we love him. He's beloved. He's the best. Blah, 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 blah. I got all of those things. Don't come at me, please. He was also a challenging
3: superstar. At at J. Ralph Smith on Twitter. It's J-Y. Letter J. J J-Y. But
4: you know what I'm saying? Like, he was challenging. He was challenging to build a roster around. He was challenging in the sense of his effort on both ends of the court continuously. The
3: entire organization was exhausted by the end of it as were all the fans. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was exhausting to defend him night after night. Yeah. yeah. To everybody on Twitter. No, you guys don't, just don't understand. Like, like even that, the MVP year, it was like,
2: no, he is he's a real MVP. Yeah. He's it was, actually an MVP. And we
3: still have to argue that today and it's just yeah. it's exhausting and you don't. And but this team though, what's great about this team? You don't have to defend them. The praise just like it just it just flows in. Mm-hmm. And
4: that was one of the changes for me as I was like, I I felt that way about this team. Yeah. And then to hear the TNT broadcasters, which I know they're not watching the Thunder with regularity. Yeah. But they are, they they film study before the game. Mm-hmm. They watch what they play. And there's obviously stuff that comes up regularly in the room. Yeah. Where they're like, man, this team really passes the ball well. They play a beautiful brand of basketball. Those are things Stan Van Gundy says. You yeah. Know, which he's... Easily critical of majority of things that the modern NBA does, but yeah,
2: no doubt. Um, but Stan Van actually does his research before games, you know, which is very different than his brother. His brother, I feel like Jeff watches the games that he's at, yeah. And Stan Van like really puts in the effort. He's, you the best, can tell he's a basketball freak, on. man, and I know oh, like, he, he's an absolute he, freak. like. Even as I'm, I keep
4: making these caveats because I know that we probably would have said the same things in 2012 about the future of the Thunder with Harden, Russ, KD. I get it, dude. The yeah. top end on those teams was unlike anything was we've ever seen. It was overpowering, yeah. Um, but I like the fullness of the way they're building this roster. Like five, six, seven guys deep. There's an encouragement. And the way they play, I love. Mm-hmm.
3: Ooh, yeah, I mean, the brand of basketball they play allows everyone to have success. And that was not the case with the former team. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. That's exactly what I'm is getting that peop- at. Thank like, you. Everybody on the team is going to have a chance to, to be like the full version of themselves. Where it was, like, the other teams are, like, Russ and KD were such, like, powerhouses that, like, they were going to win you games no matter what. Like, they are going to drag you to 50 wins just because they're future Hall of Famers, top 25 players of all time type of crap. And we may not have that with this team. We may have it with Shea, honestly. Like, Shea's going to keep getting better. Like, Shea is, I think Shea is the level of a Russell Westbrook player. Yeah. Like going to have a chance to win an MVP, going to be All NBA, going to do all of that, but he plays a more sustainable brand of basketball that could carry him through a much a much longer career that doesn't have such a steep fall off, just because of the way he plays. Right. And that doesn't mean that he's going to have a better career than Russ. Like Russ had a has had a ridiculous career and is still going and still like playing well for the Lakers. Like he's not the I thought for a w- last year I did think he was the problem on the Lakers. This year he's definitely. I think not. he
2: was the problem on the Lakers last year. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But this year he's not. Yeah.
3: He's adapting, and like, good for him. No one could have predicted mm-hmm. such a thing to happen. So, congrats to Russ. But I think the SGA can be that kind of player, and carry it through his career. And we've seen like those Rockets teams with Chris Paul. If the Warriors didn't exist, they probably wouldn't. They probably win the title. Yeah and like that's the kind of team that they can be plus having mega assets and like Josh Josh Giddy too is going to get overshadowed in a lot of conversations that guy is really good he's gotten so much better this year yeah the
4: shooting he's gotten so much better in the last
3: everywhere. 3 weeks
4: yeah, he, like, post-Christmas, he is a different player. And that's, what's, yeah. that's what has, for me, it's what's changed. Yeah. Watching Shay and Giddy play seamlessly together. Yeah. It hasn't felt clunky
3: in a long time. No, and, watching it's, them play. and it's all on Josh. Because Shay hasn't really changed. No. Shea is, like, uh, still the unselfish. He's always been unselfish.
4: Yes, but I've, there's been moments where he's like, you're right, you're right. But I've seen these moments where they are running a two-man game. Yeah, that I didn't at least see, probably because of Josh's clunkiness. I don't. So figuring I, out I, I how think that Josh
3: is figuring out how to like play off of him, and he, I think he has started I, to like really figure it out.
4: Josh will never be a plus on-ball defender. Like I watched him. I think it was Shake Milton last night, or it was. Yeah. Does Anthony Melton play for them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm watching these guys, and Josh when he tries, and he's but effort. In spades, man. That dude will try... Is that even a phrase? That, am I 300 uh, years old? I understand what you're okay. saying. Yeah. He h- tries so hard. And when you're playing team defense, that's where that his mean? intelligence gives you the space to... Like, he's a great front court defender yeah. in a team defensive scheme.
3: He's super strong. He's yeah. super smart. And
4: rebounds like crazy. Great rebounder. Like, there's one... You know, you watch... A, I guess it was, was Montrez Harrell, maybe? But you're watching this, and they're basically playing like, tip the ball, tip the ball, tip ball. And yeah. Josh just consistent. He can compete with almost now. Nobody's going to compete with Embiid. They yeah. did. He's a monster. But he's a monster. Yeah. And nobody's going to compete with Jokic. But once you get out of that, like you're not super intimidated.
3: No. Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Josh is not intimidated by anybody. Like, I he, don't know, no. Even at the was, end of
2: the game last night, he put it away. Yeah. Who was it that he had to get by in the lane? He had to cross up Harden, not that hard. Gets by Harden, and Bede's down there. Embiid didn't really put up any effort. Harden either. was so bad last night, guys. Yeah, Harden was terrible. But he was Josh. in the torture chamber.
3: He he had 24 and 6 and 15. That's great. He's, that was maybe the worst defender I've seen all season last yeah, night.
2: that was really bad.
3: And, like, even for Harden, that was bad. Yeah. And
2: at the end of the game, too, like... Okay, they start to make a run with just feed Embiid, right? It yeah. starts to work. And it's like, it feels like, okay, this is what they're going to do. They're going to get it close, and it's going to be a really close game, and Sixers are probably going to pull this out just because yeah. of Embiid. And Harden does, like, nothing during that time. Like, nothing to help at all. Yeah. In yeah. fact, makes it worse.
3: Classic Harden.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that is That's costly. why he's ready to go back to Houston.
3: That's right. And he is perfectly let's, let's fitted go. for this
4: way please that go. Houston's building their roster. Please run. go.
3: Please, please, please. please. Um, but the luxury that they have when Shea goes off the court and Giddy stays, and Giddy's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. I'm going to control the offense. I'm going to get to the bucket. I'm going to use my floater. I'm going to use my runner. And I'm going to find guys. It's yeah. like he... He started out a little rough last night, but finished really well, getting
4: to the basket. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he—I mean, we know he, one of the knocks against him—he's not a great athlete. No, although he's actually kind of good, just in a different way. He just doesn't have burst. He's not fast. He's not. Right. But he's been able to get by, like good defenses he and finishes the at the rim, he and he gets the bucket a lot. You know, I don't know. I—I I was super impressed with Giddy, and that's—I probably the reason I'm so hyped is because what you see in <laughs> Giddy and what you see in J Dub. Yeah. It's just... And I thought Trey Mann was really good last night, too. Trey's, yeah, Trey was great. Um, he played and great. he's just playing with confidence. That's what I'm seeing in him that just changes yeah. the whole dynamic. Like
3: When he gets to his step back, when he's like, all right, I'm going to cook this guy. Like, when he cooked James Harden, I was like, all right. He's like, let's go. cook
4: James Harden with James Harden's moves. It was awesome.
3: Yeah. yeah. He was... Yeah, that's, that's what you want to see. Like, I still... I don't know if Trey makes it or not, but... These flashes like, okay, this is what it is. Like he could be the sixth man on this team man on this team. Um, man. And that's the that's the vision. It's like he comes off the bench, gives you fourteen, you know, averages like twelve to fourteen points a night, just coming off the bench, just cooking guys, and then maybe he closes, maybe he doesn't. Like that's the vision with him. And if he if he gets there, great. If not, like they're not counting on him. Right. To be something,
2: he feels kind of Jordan Clarkson-esque to me, like that's yeah. his top line. Kind yeah, of. that's
3: the thought. That's the thought is that he could be somebody like that. <laughs> you remember the Jordan? This came across my timeline. I don't know why. When Jordan, when somebody, when a news station interviewed Jordan Clarkson outside of the arena. Yeah. <laughs> How do you
4: how do you spell your name? J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N.
3: Have you been to any jazz games this year? He's like, yeah, I've been to a lot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. Have you also seen that interview of the guy who walks up to some random British old guy on the street and he's asking him about? Do you remember
4: this game, this match where this you know England won this? Yeah, back in like the the sixties. or
2: Yeah, and he was like, what? It was the goalkeeper from that game <laughs> he was asking some random old guy about.
3: Unreal. That's so funny. Um,
2: the yeah. universe, you know, the what world. A, what a wild universe what we a, live in. What a place, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. But uh, credit to Giddy, He he's shooting 64% from 0 to 3 feet this season. You know what j Dove is shooting from 0 to 3 feet this like season?
4: Like 80%.
3: 81 Dang, that's worse,
2: dude. What's Dort?
3: 51 Wow, while you're trying to drag down this conversation, 53%. The only person that's worse from zero to three feet.
2: That's worse than Dort?
3: Yeah. I saw it. Who is it? Lindy Waters. Well, Lindy, but Lindy's (laughs) like taking like (laughs) two. I wouldn't have even thought. I think he's taking (laughs) taking three shots and missed two of them. Yeah, Bays. Oh, it's Bays. Bays. Pile on Bays time. Let's go into the pile on Darius Baysley segment of the podcast. I'm just kidding. We don't have
4: to do that. Um, I, I was th- I was thinking about Bays last night.
3: There were times where I was watching the game and I literally was like, "Who is that?" <laughs> like I'm not joking. That happened several times, and it was Darius Baysley every time. There was really? a moment. Yeah.
4: There was a moment in the third quarter, like 6:40 or 5:40 left in the third quarter. Yeah. And Bayes got on the floor and i don't know if, how many of y'all have watched this or noticed this but Philly went to a zone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they do if Kenrich is on the floor, Kenrich plays high post. Yeah. And he can knock down that kind of mid-range oh, shot yeah. with mm-hmm. yeah. pretty high
2: accuracy. God, he feels like he's 36 years old. I love I know.
3: I love Kenrich Williams. 50% from the mid-range.
4: If Kenrich is on those
3: teams that I'm talking about, he's going know. to be
4: no, no, no! I'm saying on those teams from the 2010 through 20s, you know, like those teams needed that guy. Yeah, like he's what you wanted. Never mind. I'll leave that for another. Yeah. I've shown again. Like can... I'm high on this team. So here's, yeah. but all I was gonna say, there's a moment 5:40, I think, in the third quarter. Kenrich moves to the high post, and then Baisley literally cuts to the exact same spot he was in. And stands next to Kenrich at the high post. Which against his own, it was like, and turnover. Yeah. I was like, oh, dude, it's like almost he didn't know. And so I started thinking to myself, like, I don't know if there is a trade partner.
2: It was that moment. (laughs) After that play, you're like, I'm just watching him. I'm like, I
4: think that Bayes is going to have to take (sighs) a step to figure out what's the next. And I, man, I'm really like, he's a, he's a, maybe it, i don't i don't want he's 23 or whatever I, there's all sorts of things that caveat this but in the end i'm like he may be a guy that ends up in europe or china like in the next year
3: <laughs> it's very possible it's very possible I, I feel like the trade that they'll make with Baisley is like you call phoenix and you're and Michael and i have talked about this it's like hey Baisley for sharich who's mm-hmm. expiring and give us a pick to take on the extra five million. And like the trade isn't for them to get Baisley. it's to get off the charge right. money. And like you give us a second rounder, like a real second rounder to take on the extra five million. And well, it's, you know
2: what? You don't even need the pick. We'll just take on the five million. No, they need the pick. Uh-huh. That's but that's what it's that's okay. The, that's the pay. They're like, for no, them. I'm not going to give you the second round pick. You're like, okay, well, let's just go ahead
3: and do it anyway. Yeah, that's the payment. Like uh, but like, but like, I like it. <laughs> but that's how you get the pick for Baisley. Yeah. It's not that you're getting a pick for Baisley. It's that you're getting a pick because you're swapping a lesser salary for a bigger salary. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how you get it. Anyways. All right.
2: I love it. I think it's a really interesting trade, and we'd have a party.
3: And I also like Sharich theoretically would actually fit with this group really yeah, well. That's so true. And he's pretty young, right? Uh, I, I, mean, I think he's he's got to be kind of young, right? I'm going to say 30. Let's find out. I'm going to say 30. 30? Yeah. Oh, I don't think he's that old. Yeah, 28. He's Kenrich's age. Oh. Yeah, I think Dario, it'd be great. He'd be on another big-time rebuild team. Hey, he's hey, pretty good with I, that one, though. I'm just going to he's the, pretty good I, you can't call this a rebuilding team
4: anymore what are you calling it i think it's a it's a i don't know i don't have anything really good i just don't think it's because <laughs> a rebuild <laughs> takes that tear down you know and i think they're done with the tear down yeah i think they're at the place where they're adding assets at this point climbers they're climbers so it's why is it's that not a rebuild than... it's a building
3: it's a building so it's, it's a just... building they are a building <laughs> Welcome to the Thunder Podcast. Because Rebuild, rebuild are a seems like we... This team
2: is a building,
3: dude. I think dude, the, We need to make sure it's to say we are a building. <laughs> thunder up. <laughs>
2: we are a building. Ooh, that's pretty good. See, mm-hmm. you know what I was talking about.
3: I don't. Anyway, I don't know. Anything else going no on you want to talk about? about? What else? Uh, You want to go to some Twitter questions right after this quick break? Yes. All right, let's do that.
0: And
3: we're back after that quick break. It's time for some Twitter questions.
0: Twitter questions.
3: Just to address the L-Man question that we get like a thousand times a week, shout out to L-Man. Uh, he's just decided not to come on the pod anymore. So that's uh, <laughs> that's, that's that. the end. We have an, is He has an open invite back. If he wants to be on the pod, he can be. We didn't kick him off. He said
4: he wanted a break, and if you want him back, you
3: at you, Sue you on Twitter. You just
4: blow him up because we yeah. miss him, man. It's
3: yeah. We we asked him. We to come need back. him.
4: Every week we ask him to come back. Currently yep. he's in Cabo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I would also be in Cabo, though, instead of here.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. me too. Our first real Twitter question comes There's from... There is a Twitter
4: question about Luke.
3: I know. Okay, you just didn't give a shout-out to who it was. <sighs> <sighs> <Gosh. laughs> Sorry for annoying you. At Eric Holm. Seriously, Jay. Shout-out at Eric Holm. At I Eric asked.
2: Holm and at everyone. A hundred people.
3: Yep, But... Uh, he's gone. RIP Luke. Um at Zach Deeg. Outside of a Baisley trade, what do you think the odds of Pressy that Pressy makes it's a move really at the sad. deadline? It's kind of really sad. Uh none. Well, he's dead. I'd be surprised. Maybe like some like like pick trickery or something like they did with the Miami deal last year where mm-hmm. they loosen up the the restrictions no, on that, so
4: that somebody else can make a move. Yeah, I think that's probably real. I I really do believe that Sam is going to utilize to twenty four twenty four's draft assets to get the guy he wants in the top ten, within reason. Like you can't trade Houston's pick and your pick and get Vic, but yeah, could you get? That'd be cool. Could you get anywhere between four to eight if they don't land where they want to? I think they're going to use their assets to move up because you can't get four guys next year.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. It's going to be some pick trickery, and it's going to be another one of those trades where it takes us a full 36 hours to understand why, why did why would they even do that?
3: Yeah, it's going to be yeah, it'll be a uh, very confusing trade to begin with. Yeah, and then later we'll realize how cool it was. Right, and then we'll talk about well, it.
4: Tankathon moved Brandon Miller to
2: three.
3: Yeah, there's some hype around Brandon Miller. He's played really well lately, but. That's, that's aggressive, I would say. That's really aggressive.
2: That doesn't sound like the, the right name either. Brandon Miller. That's just not someone that's going to make it that
3: far.
4: I kind of feel the <laughs> McKellie and Andrew, I think, are both pretty hyped on Brandon Miller. like
3: McKellie th- more than me. The Thunder guy.
4: McKelle more than me. Jay, I really
3: appreciated... Me the, less on Brandon Miller.
2: I really appreciated your text yesterday. You had a really thoughtful, well-written-out text that you took a long time to, to construct. And Michele's only response was, get Miller. Get Miller. (laughs) Get Miller. That was the response. Yeah. Yeah, so I basically asked the
4: question. And it's actually, there's kind of a question that's a Twitter question. But if you, who would be the person? So if the Thunder lands six to eight, and to get to four, to get whoever it is, what are the assets you'd be willing to give up out of the picks? So next year they have a top four protected Houston pick, a top ten protected Jazz pick, yeah. They have the Clippers unprotected and then their own pick. Uh-huh. All in the fourth in the top in the uh-huh. first round. I'm assuming I'm actually betting that all four of those will I mean,
3: I think the Jazz and the Rockets probably convey. It's like I mean, it's it's likely. I mean the Jazz. I mean it the just jazz depends on what more the jazz concerning. Do. I
4: think they could be in the six, five somewhere range. Yeah, they could be in the ninth pick. If they continue to turn the way they are, but Then again, like you can see kind of some ways that they'll stay relevant. But anyway, I asked which one of those would you be willing to part with to move from seven to four?
3: I think just I think the Jazz pick just because of the protections. I think that would be like the first one that I would be willing to trade. And then probably the Clippers pick. The Rockets one's real hard to give up. The Rockets one is tough. Even the Thunders own like they're not guaranteed to like be in the playoffs next year so it's like I don't know that you want to really give up that one either but the Jazz pick like maybe the Jazz pick somebody good and they just take off like who knows what they could be because I think they'd like to win relatively soon and they also have they're like the Thunder that they have all these picks out in front of them that they can use to like bring in guys so who knows with them but, yeah, that would be one that I'd be willing to, to give up for sure if if it's the right guy. But if you're picking at five or four anyways, like you get lucky and you jump from like seven to four, then it's like you just stay and you just pick whoever. You know, we thought, you know, two years ago that they would jump up from six to wherever and just use a boatload of picks to get there. Boatload or boatload? Boat. Oh. Or I think both would work. You actually. have to have a willing partner at the second one. Yes, I mean that. That's I, think, huge. I mean, I think they wanted to get they like wanted Mobley. Mobley, for sure. Yeah, Giddy's looking pretty good though. I mean, pretty. if you really ranked them the way that Hollinger poorly did, well, yeah. Tune into last week's show if you want to know how we feel about that. Yeah,
2: buttload that Hollinger article. Buttload, just a buttload.
3: <laughs> Of spewing, but yeah, I I think I'd be buttload. willing to give up one of those like that jazz pick to move up from like eight to six or something like that. Just to get the right guy. Whether it's like Asar Thompson or whoever. Brandon Miller. If the Thunder liked Brandon Miller, I'd feel great. Or if the Thunder liked Grady Dick, I'd feel Because like both those Grady guys,
2: Dick, that's a name that's gonna make it pretty far.
3: Those guys can those guys can really shoot it. And so, if you bring in a guy that you feel, like, good about his trajectory and he can really shoot, like, yeah, take take those guys. Like, the, that, those feel like a finishing piece to a starting lineup, you know, if, if they f- feel good about them. Like, Brandon Miller probably better as a defender. I mean, definitely better as a defender than Grady. But, I don't know. It's exciting. Mm. It's exciting to think about. Very even, exciting. Even if you're not picking one or two, then obviously, if like you jumped up there, like you, I'd just pass out. Mm. Honestly. <laughs> uh, all right. At I think this is kind of the same question. At plus B ball, say we get the fourth pick in the lottery, and the team at two is willing to trade the pick. What do you What do you give up to get to two? And do you trade stuff to get to two. I think there's like a, there's like a debate about like, like a Min Thompson might be there at four. At four? It's possible that like whoever's picking there doesn't like, doesn't like the fit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you stay anyways. But if like, if you felt like Scoot Henderson was like,
2: how many guys are in this draft at this point, would you say?
3: What do you mean? I know that there's sixty guys in the draft.
2: Sixty total yeah. picks. Yeah. So how like many 50... <laughs> but like how deep is this draft? You know what I'm saying? Like is yeah. it seven guys?
3: Well, it's like you have the top two, and then it's like the group is like pretty big. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Miller, the Thompson twins. I think the Cam Whitmore's in that group. I would include Keontae George in that group, too. I think that he's going to be really good. Anthony Black. Um, and then it's like, where do you put Grady Dick and Jerris Walker and Nick Smith? But it's, it's probably like another five guys, mm-hmm. at okay. least. And there will be guys that we miss on. And there will be guys within that five that stink, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's just how the draft works. But, like... It's. I would say I would feel pretty good if I'm in the top eight.
2: Yeah. I'd still want to stay out of the how danger many, zone. Taylor, how many guys are in the draft? 60. 60 this year. And there's going to be some guys that uh, go undrafted, but they will get signed. So True. That's usually what True. happens, Jay. True. <laughs> so but, that's oh. the same as other years, too, I think. Almost I think last year. year it was like that too. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I, I like Anthony Black quite a bit. He just can't shoot.
2: Which well, is I don't like that.
3: I know. But he's like a thunder player.
2: It, is that the thunder player though anymore? Like what Jay was saying, I feel like thunder player it's different now.
3: He's 6-7. Yeah. He's a point guard. Yeah. Can really pass. Great defender knows how just as like a basketball player can it's like he can't it's not like he can't score like he can definitely score so he's giddy he's like he's definitely a lot like josh giddy he's a lot like j-dub he's got cool hair i like it he's definitely a thunder guy
2: we could use more six seven guys with cool hair
3: yeah and if he can ever figure out just like a corner three which i think he could it's just gonna it's gonna take some work but I'm a fan. I think he's awesome. Uh, okay. At Puke Co-Jam, mm. given that we are likely to be back after the lottery, how good would a 9-10 play-in game against the Clippers be for this squad?
2: Um, I think good. How good? I'd be into it. If it happens, I'm super into it.
3: What if they just get pummeled by the Clippers? I mean there's a chance. Like yeah. I don't yeah. think they would if the though.
4: Clippers are fully their team.
3: What if they beat the Clippers? I don't. And then they and then you know what they have? They have the pick swap with the Clippers this year. Oh my God. And then the Thunder make if the Thunder somehow made the playoffs after winning the second game. God, that feels and then, like, that and then feels you like and then a you possible s- reality. And then you swap with the Clippers to get the fourteenth or the I don't know what it would be, whatever it would be. Because it happened last year. It was Bird Night. Remember? Whenever the Pelicans beat the Clippers and got into the playoffs. And that's when we got the 12th pick. That's when the pick jumped up. Because otherwise it would have been 14 or 15. 15. I remember that. We could have Bird Night. We could have our own Bird Night, but it would be Thunder Night. It would be Weather Night.
2: Oh, that's your worst nightmare, though. Well, if it was like Weather Night followed by a Dream Night,
3: you'd hate that. You hate those two nights. Weather Dream Night. You know how to dream about the what weather? weather, about a storm. No. You know
2: how to like don't dream stop. about. Stop talking about it. Please don't talk about that.
4: So, <laughs> there is value in that. I don't see it necessarily. I think the learning experience that they would have just over the year would be enough because they're going to have plenty of opportunities. And I think next year.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I still am like, please just like try to get in the top eight just like try I don't to, I don't, don't think you even to, have to try. I think
4: that you look at the way this team's going to finish is they're going to finish down there because there's nobody that is just cratering halfway through the season except for Charlotte. Mhm. But if they would have had LaMelo for I mean the first 30 games or whatever, like they they're they're even a different story. Yeah. Like they've won some games they shouldn't have in the last few weeks. Houston's terrible, Detroit's terrible. Yeah. Orlando's getting better like
3: Spurs stink.
4: I do wonder if there is anybody that pulls any sort of lever in the next. I mean, you still got a lot of games that you can lose. If the, like
3: the it. Wizards won't. The Wizards want to be mediocre. Um, I think the Bulls want to be good. The Thunder have a better record than the Bulls today, but I think the Bulls don't they play tonight. Don't want to be that. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll no, they find can't
4: it. because their pick goes to Orlando
3: unless it's what top three, top four.
4: Uh,
3: so like they have like there's some incentive there, but like there's a lot of incentive don't, for them to be. I don't good, think though. they do it though. I don't. I would be surprised if they do it. Hey,
2: and your like hair to, looks great today. I, like keep, I know. Did you like get up and do work? Do, it? No, I did not. Really? Well, whatever you did, do it every
4: day. I was just sleeping. Looks great. Just Man, sleeping. when I wake up, my hair does not look good.
2: Thank you guys. You're welcome. Looks good, um, Jay. Sometimes when your beard gets too long and you wake up, is it like? Oh yeah, sticking out. I off. have like real like wiry
4: kind of beard too. Yeah,
2: I kind of do too, actually. Mm-hmm. I have to like uh, kind of smash it down.
4: I need to probably do some more work on my beard. I saw Let's do it together. I saw an article this week that said that the reason that men grew beards uh-huh. is because it actually softens the impact of a punch. Oh, seriously? Mm-hmm. Wow. What? Yep. It's not enough. Somebody did like a whole thing where they're like, all right, beard, like thick beards. Reduce yeah. the impact of a punch by X percent. Wow. 4%. 44%. 45%. 45%? I don't know. Let me punch you.
3: 70%. I don't have enough. Shave beard. one side of your face. <laughs> come back yeah. next week. There's only one way to settle this. You're getting punched Which one next week. Tune in to, to our uh, YouTube. This is a great. I'm going to get punched. Great reason to subscribe to live. our YouTube channel.
2: Jay's going to punch me as hard as he can.
3: <laughs> can you imagine if he did?
2: Oh my god! If Jay punched me and you got me like right, I would uh, call nine one one
3: before it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Be like, you guys, just go ahead and head out here.
3: Yeah, you guys. There's a there's about to be something that happens that's like, going to be bad. I'm not moving, and Jay can aim. It's going to be real just bad. One shot.
2: It's scary looking at those big mitts.
4: Yeah, it's already like
2: pre-arthritic,
4: ar- but yeah, it works, man.
2: You know what though? If you get arthritis and your knuckles start like swelling up and get really big, you know, turn into Doomsday
3: from <laughs> Superman. Sure, that's a Lutheran. you really need Luke here. I know. At so, Ali Karamazov. That's, Got it. That's it. If if you had to leave a child with a Thunder Player for the afternoon who inspires the most trust? Jay will. Who would be all fun, no rules and never again babysitter? Kenrich is the guy I trust.
2: Yeah, Kenrich has without a family a doubt. too. He's, He's got, got a daughter. Yeah.
3: He's I, it's yeah. He would it, kill it. It's without a doubt. Like yeah. I would trust him. That's for a, sure. Who is the Who is the
2: the fun one? The craziest one. <sighs> i think giddy would take your kid and just go get like candy and take him to the trampoline park and do all that
3: stuff yeah i, I think feel that's like giddy would him. call and call and hire a nanny you think yeah
4: huh that sucks <laughs> j-dub is somebody that you're probably right like as far as the fun one yeah you're gonna play a lot of video games at j-dub's house i'm assuming yeah i
3: feel like yeah it's a lot of sour patch kids maybe a game of D. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, maybe it would be J-Dub. That'd be the one that, like, yeah. Uh, like, I feel like J... Be dub <laughs> Like, J-Will. <laughs> J-Will would probably be a good, responsible one, too. Where you're like, oh, man, he probably... Your kid's
0: gonna
4: leave J-Will and feel so loved.
3: Yeah. Without a doubt. He was he was so nice to my kids. The, the day that the rookie signed, my, my kids got to, like, hang out in, like, the area or whatever. And he was... He like was so kind. He seems like, so genuinely He seems kind. that way. Like yeah. Just smile. Just add more milk. Who S- would smiling. you <laughs> never leave your kids with? I mean, do we have to? Is this Mark Degnault? <laughs> yeah, basically. This just this is the basic. would
2: be like, "Yeah, I'm going over to Antonio Brown's house to to <laughs> rap. Your kid can come with me." And you're like, "No!" <laughs> no Are no. you insane?
4: Does Mark Dignall have kids?
3: Yes. Okay. Half kids? Half he's kids. Got half kids. Half of them. No, he has a kid. Yeah.
4: It's still, you want to talk about like a, every time I watch the Thunder play, just shock is the fact that Mark Dignall is younger than me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every
4: time I watch it, I'm like, there's no way.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Like, I watched Doc Rivers go over to him last night. I'm like, I think he's older than Doc Rivers.
2: He's more respectable than Doc Rivers, that's for sure. I don't know.
4: Doc came over to him, and you could tell Doc was like, dude, you're doing a great <coughs> job. Like, yeah, and
2: Dignall's like, yeah, I'm doing better than you, everyone knows. Yeah, buddy, like, I'm coming for your job. Uh, Doc, you should, be, you should be better at this point. Yeah,
3: I'm doing pretty good right now. He's like, I'm doing pretty good. I've only <laughs> been you see in G that? League. And Did like... you see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was looking it up the other day. Pop is literally double the age of Mark.
2: Yeah, I can see that.
3: When Pop was like a fully formed human and coach, yeah, Mark Degnault was a baby. So switch Pop and I still Degnall. feel young. Like that's part of it. I still feel very young at heart. That's you good. Are young, Mark man. feels old at heart. I can speak for him and say that he is old at heart.
2: Do you think that if Degnault was a coach of the Spurs, he would have handled that Josh Primo situation better? All right, I got to go.
3: <laughs> wow, <laughs> uh, we won't be answering that question. <laughs> Just threw a Molotov cocktail out the window. See you, dude. Wow, at uh, Zach Terrones, Andrew's been yelling and doing a lot of high-pitched radio TV guy voice a lot more lately. Is this a bit, or are you just genuinely more worked up about the team lately? Uh, Only you can answer this question. I, I'm like my basketball feelings are coming back. Is what it is. Yeah,
4: it's a problem though because yeah. I'm it. It's back to the fact that. Like, I get sour after they lose games. Yeah. Like okay, like, after oh, that heat game, you're like, man. And especially, I, here's what I will. I, I do think that, I think the Thunder are going to have more national TV games the rest of the year. It's possible. Like, they've, you mean on- TNT flexed just the other day. Like, they flexed another game into somebody's spot. And we need less Lakers games on national TV, oh gosh, which is never yeah. going to happen. But we need less of that. They also play a lot of a... Oh, shoot. Who was on national TV to say the other day? I'm like, y'all, we don't have to watch them anymore. Yeah. Suns. Yeah. Phoenix. A lot of Suns games where I'm like, at this point, you could flex all their games until Booker comes back.
3: Dude, I know. Phoenix, they they kind of stink right now.
4: Well, the last night would have been a pretty good Lakers game to have on national TV.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Double OT. Um, yeah. Here's
4: as we kind of move on to the next Twitter question. So this week, the Thunder play the Bulls tonight. Yep. Which is a toss-up, honestly. I don't know what the spread is, but I'm assuming it's not more than a couple points, probably for Chicago. But then they play the Nets on Sunday without KD. Then they play the Pacers mm-hmm. on, I think, next Wednesday without Halliburton. Yep. So it's like they're also, there are some fortuitous things that are taking place that are giving the Thunder the opportunity to build some wins. But I know. they also could lose both, all three of these games.
3: Yeah, I always have to bring myself back to the loss at Charlotte. Yes. I'm like,
4: or Houston, or Detroit, or, or any anything can happen. Or Philly
3: on New Year's Eve. Yeah, man, I'm so impressed from last night. Still, just because they Cause got that was the full Philly squad. They got stomped by Philly, by like, and it wasn't the full Philly squad here. Oh, no, they didn't have Maxi. I was, that was like jarring on New Year's Eve. It was like, oh no, and then they go and win in Philly, and the Thunder have not been good on the road this year they've been terrible on the road and so Was a
4: five and 14 or something like that yeah
3: and to play like that in philly and in miami frankly i mean just to i don't know miami was missing like a thousand guys but still to play like that in miami and you like give yourself a chance to win like that's pretty great because like even that miami team is better than charlotte is you know yes just because i have jimmy um okay, let me see if there's any other questions. At C9 Shack. Any more dream scenario in the twenty for the twenty three draft? I don't see why not. Are we talking about the the beer? The beer. Oh yeah. Well,
4: I mean we'll holler
3: at other people. I don't see why not. Uh classic down to dunk question for our last question. At Cade Cold. If you <laughs> it could, really is a if classic. You, if you could combine two non SGA Thunder players into one. Which two would make the best player? I mean, is it like
4: Dort and Isaiah Joe?
3: I I mean, it, he said non-SGA, so I'd just combine Trey Mann and Giddy and give like Giddy the, the twitch.
4: The twitch, but neither one of them are really knockdown
3: shooters yet. Um, I don't care. Okay. You give Giddy like the the dribbling twitch stuff that Trey has, it's over.
4: Although if Isaiah Joe becomes Dort, like takes Dort's (coughs) powers, then Isaiah Joe is basically Clay Thompson.
3: Short Clay Thompson though, is he short? Shorter? Yeah, he's like really probably six four. He looks taller than that. Mm, uh, I don't know about that. He's he's thin, Lizzie too, man. He's really skinny. They have him listed at one sixty five. That can't be right, by the way. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't been 165 since I was fourth grade, probably. 165 is really... I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. But, yeah. I think combining... I mean, can we combine Chet? (laughs) And somebody? Is that possible? Who would you want? Chet and Kenrich? Chet and Poku? No. (laughs) No. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I think I think giving Giddy just like that twitch from Trey would be ridiculous because yeah. he's like that away from being like a top ten player in the league. Like if he could cross guys up and step back like that.
4: Yeah, Isaiah oh, Joe six foot four. Yeah,
3: he's a short. I mean, he's a he's a combo guard. Yeah, Clay six six. And Clay's like probably closer, to like six seven. Yeah, he's giant, dude. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I love Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay is great.
4: And that's uh, so. One final thought on probably too much talking today, and I apologize for that. But
3: no, this the, is this is why we're here to talk. The
4: it's encouraging for me as well to look at what looks to be a clear shift in the power. In the Western Conference, and really the league in general. like yeah. if you look at the the Western Conference right now, it is wide open. And I know that there were probably times where we could look back, but it always, even when the Thunder team was starting to really ascend that first period, you always had the Spurs that were always something. And you always, there was always these kind of – and they're still there. Like, you still have Denver, and you got Phoenix, and – but it feels like if you were ready this year, this is one of those years where you would feel confident that if you got in the playoffs that you had a chance yeah. to compete for a championship. Yeah. Like there's nobody that's so terrifying by themselves. I think we no. rightly should be not concerned, but you would be nervous or con- I guess concerned is okay talking about playing this Warriors team if they come in healthy.
3: Oh, without a doubt you would be.
4: That's probably the only team though. I mean, Denver, Denver's really good this year, but I still they don't have the I mean, I don't know. If I'm
3: Denver and you're like, we have a first-round series with the Golden State Warriors, terrified.
4: Oh yeah, the Nuggets are like, "Oh, come I, on." No, we so this hard. is what we were, yeah, for the first seed for. Yeah,
3: I'd be petrified if I were them.
4: Yeah. And I know the Clippers are kind of the ideal with talent, but man, they have been so underwhelming.
3: Yeah. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous.
4: So I don't know, man. I it's it is one of those things that like the Thunder really have a chance in the next three years probably to be a team that's ascending in the right time. Yeah. I think Memphis is obviously the other one
3: that Memphis is clearly tough. is there. New Orleans. Is New Orleans, tough. yep. Denver's gonna be good for a long time.
4: Yeah, the only the only question with them is they've they've built a lot of their roster around Injury prone guys. Yeah, Jamal and K or not KG. Uh, Michael, Michael, yeah, Michael Porter, MPJ. Yeah, because they also have Contavious, Caldwell Pope, KCP, and MPJ, MPJ. Yeah, which that was like a low key huge get for it was them. A great KCP trade. was has yeah. changed that team. He's very good. Like to replace Barton with him,
3: they needed to like just get rid of Barton, anyways. Just
4: punt him to the moon.
3: Punt him to. the... <laughs> Punt him to the moon. And you get like a great, like a legit like not many guys are actually like three and D, but like KCP. KCP's great. Yeah. He'd be great on the Lakers. C-
4: Hannah Caruso and all of a sudden this
3: Lakers team is totally different. And Kuzma. Yeah. That's mistakes. LeBron's fault. He's made lots right? of mistakes. It's a, it's a collective fault of just like just idiots. But a lot of it is LeBron. And now he's the victim. It's exhausting. It's annoying. It's I'm like so tired of the Lakers. the Lakers. I hate being a Lakers fan. So tired of the Lakers. Uh, all right, thanks so much for tuning in. Right. wait, are you miffed and are you paved?
2: Miffed, 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 miffed
3: and paved. I am not really. Are you GMB'd?
4: I am not really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, if you know me at all, I, I have a pretty. Optimistic view of life in general. Yeah, um, and so it's hard for me. And I also have really bad short term memory. <laughs> I'm like, I probably was miffed and perf this week, but I can't yeah. remember what it was. Grateful and blessed about many things. Yeah, anything's got to, you know, hang out with my wife. It's good.
0: <laughs> my, wife my wife hanging out.
3: <laughs> no, I'm good. What about you? Okay. Uh, no, I mean. I haven't had to replace an appliance recently.
4: So I just thought, now that you said that. Yeah. So on, this is is a funny story. So on Tuesday, no, Monday, I get a phone call from my son. My son comes home from school. He's kind of a latchkey kid, so he gets in the garage via a code, and then once he's inside, he, you know, does whatever he wants to do. Turns the alarm off, all that stuff. Yeah. So he, he's four years old. I forgot to say that. So, uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he calls me on facetime and he's like hey what's the code of the garage it's like our first day back from the longest christmas break ever it felt yeah like yeah what's the code of the garage i'm like dude i'm not gonna tell like you should know this you've yeah. been pushing this button you know and so he tells me and he's got the numbers all mixed up yeah i said so try this one and yeah. he is he is panicking because he's on the verge of Peeing himself, basically. Oh no! Because he had basketball practice, and instead of going to the bathroom in the locker room on the way home, like yeah. he just waited. Yeah. And so I'm like, "No, I'm not going to just open it for you because we have an app that I can open it from my phone." So I make him push the code in. Don't think anything about it. Don't hear anything about it. Get home later that day, and I open up the the door from the garage into the laundry room, and where the handle goes, there is like a substantial hole in the drywall. (gasps) Then I go into the bathroom and the toilet seat has been split. Like my son got home from school (laughs) with such a fierce pee on deck that he slam the door into the wall and then slam the toilet seat back down. Or he was mad at me. And I was like, what did you do? (laughs) You know? And he, the good part about it for, for my son is he's, he's not naturally like his kind of defense mechanism is to just push blame everywhere else. You know, I didn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't me. Yeah. Nobody's used this bathroom all day, but you, (laughs) It was not broken this morning. It's broken now, you know. But he was like, "Yeah, it was me." So I had to tell him, like, "Hey, if you were frustrated that I made you open the door, we've got to figure out different ways to express our anger." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or if you were just in like complete, "I'm going to die" mode. Also, go to the bathroom at school. Your five minute walk.
3: Or go to the side of the house. Like the outside, bro.
4: Yeah. Cratered the drywall with a door. I'm like, and then the, the, it, was like the, it looked like the Liberty Bell my toilet seat did. So we bought a, I like bought one of those slow. Oh, yeah. Man. Like, yeah. You know, so, oh, man, yeah. I'm not doing that again. It's crazy, man. Damn. I
3: wouldn't um, even be peeved. I was like, well, I understand. Been there. I've been there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, Thanks so much for listening to our show. Hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday.